Ready Check Radio. What's up, Internet? Welcome once again to Snowbound, Ready Check Radio's Blizzard podcast. And, well, it looks like we've got a date. Yeah, we've got a date, and looks like somebody's probably going to be wearing a pink hat on on a show coming up here. I don't know. Next week. Estimated shipping, I think, is next week, so... Let me just tell you how much I'm looking forward to that. I'm Mike Byrne, your host today... I've got two other hosts with with me. We're going to go through some World of Warcraft Shadowlands news and talk about the pink hat. And we've got some other stuff to wrap it up for some Blizzard news of the week here. Joining me to go over all of it, Mr. Dom Greco. What's up, Zista? Well, hi. How's it going? What, what, you, what you got there, big guy? Oh, it's just, you know, maybe a pink hat. Oh... Yeah, somebody funny. somebody has to wear this, right? I think. I think. We'll talk about <laughs> that in a second. <laughs> also, joining us today, resident lorekeeper Adrian, a.k.a. Missy. What's up, Missy? Aside from college, not much. <laughs> yeah, what are, you, what are you studying now? Like for those uh, that sort of, those have followed you on Game Breaker and haven't seen yeah. you in a while, I've I've moved on to applied computer science with a mind in game design and development to work on preservation of video game code for museums. Ooh, <laughs> trying to do the like the whole gaming history thing. Kelsey's yeah. really into that stuff. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, that's going to be very, very cool. Welcome. We are happy to have you, Missy. As you all know, supplies our lore or lies segment so it's very cool to have you sit in on this show and actually take part in your hard work we appreciate <laughs> it last week's could have been a little challenging we don't know we'll we'll review it when we get down there that's always at the end of the show for those of you watching on youtube or listening on spotify remember if you can't join us live which we'd love to have you come and join us twitch.tv forward slash ready check radio r-a-i-d-e-o or check it out on readycheckradio.com. All of our shows are posted after the fact there if you can't make it live and also on our Spotify account. So make sure you're following us on Twitter, Facebook, all that jazz. Share it with your friends. Growing the brand new channel. This is episode three. I can't believe we've done three of these already, guys. <laughs> Feels yeah. like I've been doing show notes for my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so yeah. first up, we've got... A release date. Uh, an episode or two ago, when it was delayed, we did some speculation with Cat. Cat uh, taking the night off, so you will see Cat again next week. Uh, Missy helping us out here and rotating in. Uh, we speculated on when a potential release date might be. Cat and I, I think, severely overestimated. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, exactly, exactly what Blizzard might have had in mind for what they were trying to get done in the, the little bit of a delay. Zista, you, you also overestimated, but really only Slightly. by a couple of days. Yeah, <laughs> so just, just we'll be getting Shadowlands now November 23rd. It is a global release again, this time 3 p.m. Pacific United States time. That means... Most of us, all of us in the United States will receive it on November 23rd. Europe and parts of, well, parts of 
the UK will still be the 23rd, but further east and into Asia will be the 24th of November. So yeah, that is, for those of you that saw the tweet, that is the Monday of Thanksgiving week. Now, Zista, you had taken early December, but also kind of said maybe Thanksgiving weekend, which would have been yeah, like six days later. Earliest, it would have been Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, so, so they, they popped it like six days earlier than mm -hmm. you thought. So you were the absolute front runner on this one. Hence, I lose the bet. I did. I went back to check the tape to make sure I shook on it. And I did this. So pink hat is on its way. When it arrives here, I'll wear that damn thing for the entire show. Now, before we get into some of the specifics on like the Scourge and Raid and things, I want to know your takes on the actual release date, the 23rd. And we're going to get into the particulars of you know, holidays and staff and raids and stuff like that. This is more generally, were you surprised with how early it was? What does this potentially mean for the changes that were actually implemented? Because this is literally less than a month uh, of a delay. Like how much could really have been done in like 27 days? So let's kind of go there first. Zista, your thoughts, this is even earlier than you thought it would be. Yeah, I mean, I, I figured it was going to be Thanksgiving week at that point. Um, having it a little, like, a little bit earlier than, like, I, I honestly was expecting the weekend following Thanksgiving, not the weekend right. before Thanksgiving. So that, that puts it in a rough spot for people that are, you know, hey, we're going to go spend time with our family, all this stuff, we're going to be traveling, all, but... At the same time, we're also in the middle of a pandemic. Not as many people are traveling, you know, or they're hanging out with their families. I know my family, for example, we're not doing Thanksgiving this year. Um, my, like my grandparents, earlier this year, they did come down with COVID. They are both fine. Uh, they, they made it through. Um, and, you know, it's just a precautionary thing. My family is just super precautious. They don't want to worry about it at all. So for someone like me, who's not going anywhere, this this is great because it gives me something to do. But I know not everybody's in that situation. And, you know, I'm, I for one am happy, but that, like I said, that's just me. I, I'm excited to get a little extra time to, to level that I probably wouldn't have been, you know, able to do had it had fallen off a holiday, you know, something like that. So I'm happy. I don't know. Missy, what do, what do you think of this? First off, like, let's catch up a little bit. Are you still like hardcore progression rating in any way? Are you a little more casual about it now? I am definitely a lot more casual. It's literally when I have a free moment or I'm like, here's an event, I have to do it now. <laughs> That's about it. Thankfully, I got my headless horseman mount before college started, so I'm good. <laughs> but yeah, so... The extent of my gaming is when I have time between, uh, which is basically during school breaks, which are going to be longer thanks to the pandemic. So do you like the date? Do you not like the date? And again, let's save like the particulars of Blizz staff holidays, rating world first and stuff. We're, we will cover that. Trust me, gang, we will cover that. I just want your kind of general impression of it for you personally. Yeah, I... I was basing it off of how they had originally going to release the book for exploring Azeroth, uh, Eastern Kingdoms. It was going to be the book first, and then it was going to be the game a week later. And I was like, right. okay, December 1st, makes sense. 
no, they're coming out the same day, and I'm just like, okay, it's only the United States that are going to be really screwed over because we know that nobody's really paying attention to the fact that we're in a pandemic and people are going to be leaving. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah, I did. I found the date very weird just myself. Like, Zista, to your point, uh, it really doesn't matter to me. Um, right. like the, the family that we do. So there's no travel involved for any of my family, like, uh, mm-hmm. my, my family and my wife's family, we've all been playing by the rules, you know, wearing masks and doing that. There's no like rogues in our family that, that we have to worry about. Everybody right. lives relatively close, 15, 20 minutes. We're still not having large groups and stuff. So this doesn't change the holidays for me personally. So I, okay, fine. Am I going to play a lot that week? I don't know, but I also don't have, you know, nine or 24 people waiting for me to come play. So it's not as big a deal on on my side personally. Um, so I'm all for getting it as early as possible in that case. So that works for me. But I do have to question a little bit what actually has changed here? Because I know there was an awful lot of feedback from all of us about covenant abilities, about the Maw in particular. Uh, and those were things that the statement does say that was released, uh, does say were addressed a little bit. And I'm showing you the, uh, the statement on the screen right now. They do say that, you know, these things were looked at, but in 27 days, we weren't seeing, you can't realistically see any type of like massive overhaul to something people were unhappy about. That just seems like, hey, the Maw wasn't quite functioning as far as navigation the way we wanted it to. So we're going to go and address that real quick. Uh, and we have some optimization that we would still like to do. We're just not quite ready. I don't think anybody that was expecting any type of big change to anything is going to see it because of this this little bit of a delay. Yeah, this this is basically enough for them to push out like another build, and that's about it. It's yeah. not any major overhauls or anything like that. It's literally just one extra build. So it's more fine-tuning and balancing than other like extreme changes like it's not an entire system overhaul by any means but it might just pushing like giving enough time to push an extra build might have been the difference between making something a little more balanced versus completely broken right but it's not going to change like the whole covenant system or standing in line for certain quests (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah like in in draenor when everybody was waiting to build their garrison and you had that that one quest that you know Oh, that was awful. Yeah, Missy, I don't think we're we're going to see anything big with the changes. I'm all for more no. testing, more optimization. Uh, so great, but you know, I I'm just not expecting a lot to have changed from beta builds to to the the actual launch build here. Yeah, I I don't, I don't really expect anything to have changed much. Uh, maybe stabilization with the servers based off of how many people pre-ordered. Yeah, That's probably could be. That's and, hopeful, and and we're <clears throat> we're going to talk about that in a second because the number is impressive. Uh, the mm-hmm. numbers are impressive on this. So in the statement, though, there were a couple other things detailed besides just the November twenty third release date. And I know it's a little small on your screen, so I'll, I'll read the portion that we're talking about here. Uh, 
Uh, since we first told you about our decision to delay, we've used the time to further polish the expansion and shore up the end game, including overhauling the combat and rewards in the Maw, something that was a huge concern we brought up on this show, uh, and reworking the Covenant systems, something that was a huge concern we also brought up on the show, uh, to make your choice more immediately impactful and have clearer long-term goals. Now the team is in a great position to get things the rest of the way to the finish line before November 23rd. And as always, we're committed to working with you to improve the game for as long as you're out there playing it. Now that we have our launch date, we're also excited to tell you that our pre-launch event will kick off November 10th. So we'll have that next week uh, on Xbox Series X launch day. <laughs> so steal yourselves to take on a flood of the scourge. In addition, we've set a December 8th date for the opening of our first raid, Castle Nathria, which takes players into the heart of Sire Denathrius's lair in Revendreth, along with the start of Shadowlands Season 1. And this is kind of where Blizzard might be, rightfully so, taking a little bit of pushback, both from the community on behalf of themselves and from the community on behalf of the dev team behind Blizzard Miss or behind Warcraft Missing. No, you don't like it. She's shaking her head. <laughs> She's just shaking her head. <laughs> it's, it's. <sighs> For me, being on like both perspectives is like I'm a player, but also I am learning to become a game developer. And it's just, it's that rock and hard place where it's like, you know, you have to put something out eventually so people don't get upset. But at the same time, it's like, is it too soon? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just that they're, they're in, you gotta, you have to appreciate the spot. Although you also yep. have to appreciate the fact that you put yourself in the spot, <laughs> you know, there's, yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. there is no, you know, making this, uh, better. They wanted, they didn't want to delay this more. I understand that they have shareholders and financial quarters to look out for. I also understand that. Capitalism. But you have, <laughs> You don't have exactly the best track record right now with how you treat your staff. You, mm -hmm. You've had a bad optical season for about a mm -hmm. year and a half now on how you treat your staff if you even let them remain your staff as part of some of that, that optic situation. And here you have potentially a world first race being impacted by holiday schedules on the player side. And then you have the devs themselves who, well, I hope you didn't have a Thanksgiving dinner planned, even with your loved one or two at home, uh, because it's an all-hands-on-deck week. Oh, and by the way, right before Christmas, we're going to go ahead and launch the raid, too. Now, I, I don't know. It's, I, hmm, it's a bad look, but I don't know, like, could they really have afforded to delay it into January, February? I thought they might. That that was my bet. I thought they might mm -hmm. for specifically that reason. Look, we got the consoles coming out in early November. We're not really doing anything on that front. You know, WoW's not launching on the PS5 right. or anything like that right now. So we don't nice. have to worry about that. Um, then we got the holidays. You know what? Let's just take 
let's launch it in January. Like, I honestly thought that was the perspective here, but turned out I was dead wrong, Zista. What, yeah. What do you, I, what do you I know. Feel? I felt like it was going to come this year for sure. Um, I, I thought after December would have been a little too late. I'm a little surprised at the, like, schedule for it. But at the same time, like, if you look at the previous timelines, it all makes sense, you know, like from you know the gap in which because if you if you put out the expansion now you know in november and then you wait to push raid content or pvp seasons until after the holidays then you're gonna get pushed back from there's a huge gap of nothing to do you know all this time most of the people that really affects are the hardcore raiders because obviously the world races and all that but realistically you know the hardcore raiders anybody that's on like the forefront of progression will have their characters maxed out before Thanksgiving. Right. So they're going to probably do that on the first day. They're probably going to have their first character raid ready and ready to go by the first, if not the second day. So for that subset of players, does it really impact them? I don't think so as much having it fall around Thanksgiving and stuff like that. But what about the Um, dev team themselves? The dev team itself, uh, they, they, I mean, the game is live, right? So they've done all all that work. So you know the uh, uh, encounters and design team, all that stuff. Most of them are not sticking around. It's mainly the um, the people that are working on the servers to make sure the servers are running and and they could do that. I know because uh, I took the tour. Actually, I took it with Missy, I believe. Um, we took the tour for for Blizzard, uh, how they do that, and they always keep some staff on hand at all times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but for holidays and stuff, they kind of have a skeleton crew, just enough to maintain it. And I have a friend that actually works in Blizzard in the, like the the networking department, and because of um, the pandemic, how they've been working is they've been working from home, and they have remote access to everything that they need to do. So they technically can still enjoy the holidays and have access to maintain uh, what they need to do some- from home. <laughs> As somebody who's worked from home for over a decade it's hard. now, I want to slap the harder. shit out of you for saying that. <laughs> no, I, it's not. I'm saying it, obviously you don't want to work from home if you could avoid it, but it's better than having to run to the office is, is my point. You Absolutely. I, mean? I will give you that much, but yeah, there yeah. is a difference between... Yeah. working from home uh and being able to just well yeah you work from 100%. home it's no big deal uh, and and you're right on the staffing front but missy i'll also look at it from a, a slightly different perspective having run big teams that have these different moving parts and dimensions yeah your story designers and stuff they're they're done they've been done for a little while now yeah uh, they've, but they've now you're you know eight dollar fifteen dollar an hour whatever it is at blizz customer service department that has to be staffed and full right now this is your your line level needs to be ready Mm -hmm. yeah the server team and infrastructure they need to be ready too but they're also not the ones fielding the support tickets or the calls for authenticator issues and all that stuff particularly with an expansion that you know based on your own numbers has the potential to bring back record numbers of players who are probably going to have some login issues along the way, Missy. Yeah. Uh, the thing that I also thought about was um, if since they're doing it around the holidays because they had, you know, basically ruined everybody's vacation time that they thought well, the holidays is just fine for you to be able to go and play for the players. But for everybody else, mm-hmm. 
Nobody likes working during the holiday week. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and while Blink, <laughs> while Blink twice. Yeah, I've worked from home for almost 15 years myself too. I absolutely love it. I wouldn't change it for the world. I'm on furlough right now, so now I just stay home. But normally I work from home too. I, I yeah, I just want to smack Zist when he's like, "Well, you work from home. How hard is it?" Ah, I, you I didn't say it was hard that's, <laughs> I, or easy or whatever. Like that's I not know. my point. My I'm point was at your least they don't have to worry about running down. to the office in in the middle of a crisis. You know. Well, luckily, luckily, uh, this was not just left out there in the void. Uh, Ian Hesacostas uh, did uh, respond to some of these concerns on Twitter. I'm going to read them. I want you to tell me if they hold any water for you or do they sway you a little bit. Missy, we'll start with you first because this is in response to uh, Mystical OS tweeting, I think delaying raids until January would have been just as bad. Uh, would get even more hate. Oh my God, we hit 60, then have to wait two months to do content. WTF, Blizzard. It's a no-win situation. And if they on if they delayed only Mythic, then farming Heroic for several weeks before Mythic will ruin Mythic. And mm -hmm. Ian chimes in and says, honestly, this pretty much nails it. We do try to avoid these conflicts whenever possible. And the ideal answer would have been to release the game well, right about now you know like the date they already had so, you know six days ago seven yep. days ago uh right about now but it just wasn't ready launching but delaying the raid further would ruin overall pacing delaying the whole game to avoid the mythic conflict wouldn't be right for everyone who's been waiting patiently what is not said there is that it would not be right for the end of our fiscal year either but <laughs> <laughs> But maybe that's a little cynical. Uh, do those change your opinion? Do they sway you in any way, Missy? And we're going to go through the whole schedule here. I guess we should do that before I turn it over to you. We get the Scourge on the 10th, the release on the 23rd, the first raid on the 28th, the Mythic version. That's the normal and heroic on December 8th. The Mythic version comes a week later on the 15th. So that was kind of where Ian was uh, addressing here. I I honestly would have liked to have had my pre-patch Scourge event last a little bit longer than what I'm going to be getting. It is short. <laughs> that is really short yeah. compared to like some of the other ones. So, And at the same time, they never really said, here's the definitive date when they said that they were delaying. They said, you know, 2020, 2021. So they had leeway. But yeah, it's, it's, I, it's definitely, you know... Let's let's keep Activision happy by making sure that we are productive by having something out within the fourth quarter. It's hard not to take that look on it, though, isn't it, Zista? <sighs> yeah, it's, it's hard uh, not to just be so jaded when it comes to Blizzard anymore on some definitely. of these decisions. It, at the same time, like the way I look at it, and this is like a small percentage of the player base, that world race, I can almost guarantee you, is going to be finished before Christmas. Like that that world first race. The top hundred, no, probably not. But that number one slot, I can almost guarantee you that's gonna be done in maybe the first week, if not the second. So, you know, for that for that holiday season, I think that's fine. What does that mean for the rest of the players, the large majority of the players? Then it's not nearly as important. I know my raid team, the the one because I, I run a guild uh, and Missy's in the guild and 
Um, when I show up. Yeah. So <laughs> when, when we raid, our our philosophy is no, like we're not even going to attempt to try. It's not like if we have the people on, it's just no, we're flat out. We're not raiding. We're not as hardcore. We consider ourselves, I want to say like hardcore casual, mm -hmm. but like, um, you know, it's about making the players happy. We have the same philosophy when somebody comes to me and they say, what do you guys need? What class should I play? And my answer is always whatever class you enjoy playing. You know, it's just I, I'd rather have somebody enjoy what they're doing and stick around than somebody who's filling a role that they don't enjoy and not happy because they tend to burn out and leave the fastest. So if you're happy, situation that. So with the, the rating team, most of the, the racers, they're going to be well done by the time this comes around. And I don't think that's going to be a concern. And for the, the vast majority of the players that are worried about raiding in the holiday, don't worry about it. Just don't raid. Like, enjoy the holidays. Spend the time with your family. Family's always more important. The raid's not going anywhere. It'll be there. You'll get it. It's. It, I don't think it's as big of a deal. Yes, it sucks for for that, but it's this argument here is not not about the player base it's it's literally about the staff you know that's what this all yeah. comes down to is what what the staff has and, to deal and not with to put too it. fine a point on it but and sticks was very gentle i was about to bring this up and sticks went gentle on me in chat there uh i am curious what the world first race is going to look like uh, this time around given some let's just say line changes uh mm -hmm. <laughs> across the board on certain teams uh, and certain guilds, so I, I am interested to see where it goes. I don't know. I think it kind of sucks to be staff. I feel like this is. I feel like ten years ago, this isn't a Blizzard decision. Uh, yeah. I think they probably do it in January and just you know, hey, it's going to make mm -hmm. millions. We're okay with that. I feel like this is more an Activision decision. I feel like a lot of the decisions lately are more Activision based than anything, and it's. You kind of see that without like them saying much where you're seeing a lot of the old school WoW developers stepping down and working on side projects after None of you know, them. we talked about assume, it here. None of them seem to be just retiring. Yeah. yeah, what you would assume would be like their exclusivity contract, you know, like they can what's I forget the name of the clause uh where uh, a non-compete non-compete clause that's it you know like as soon as that expires all of a sudden like right where that typical window is boom they're <laughs> yeah. announcing things so it's like yep. seems a little little <laughs> sus uh in addition to this lore keeper missy we got a story trailer i'm sure that you have probably dissected the hell out of this thing by now watched uh. it a bajillion times let's get your gut reaction to it i'm going to show it here for for everybody that hasn't seen it I just—it's so delicious. It's so <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard a trailer described as delicious. <laughs> she just ate it right up. It was—I mean, so I'm in the unique position of where I've been rewatching uh, my fiance's favorite uh, Bleach, and Shadowlands is so much like the Soul Society and Bleach, and I'm just like, have no choice but to pull parallels between it. But seeing like Tyrande finally like getting revenge and I'm trying to look oh, at my camera, but I want to watch it. It's and, it's and over, hopefully it's like and hopefully like Nathaniel's, you know, like uh, maybe getting his just desserts 
Yeah, that's something even, long time even, ago. I, even I put in the show notes. I was like, okay, <laughs> did we see Nathanos get killed here? Because God, I hope so. But not quite. It didn't look like it. It's just like an arrow. Come on, please. He breaks it. He breaks it. I know. I mean, it does. It also doesn't mean that the character would be removed. I mean, we are technically in the Shadowlands anyway, so even he if he it. does die, you know, he's well, still... Well, I actually have a question about that, and it's great that Missy's here, because maybe she has more insight than I do. What happens when somebody dies in the Shadowlands? Not talking about the player, but, you know, the, the opponents we're going up against. Don't any, know. any idea on that? I don't know. That is that is a very good question because they res and walk back to their body. Do um, they come? Do they come back to life? They bo uh, they body drag. in the other world. Like, <laughs> well, like I heard that a how reincarnation that, works. I heard a theory that everything uh, is like anima, and we absorb what we defeat in there. So I I don't know what that actually entails, but yeah. On the story front, too. Oh, uh, Zista, your thoughts on the trailer? Oh, I thought it's fantastic. Um, I, I, I'm just really excited to see where it goes. There, there's so much. Uh, Nathanos has always been a very interesting character to me. Uh, I tend to, I don't want to say root for the villains, but I tend to appreciate their story more because I always feel I root. For I always them. feel the villains are more. I flat um, out root for them. Yeah, I mean, I like. I always feel they're more fleshed out than I'm the heroes. Like, always. Oh my god, that's so cool! Stormwind's burning down. All these kids are dying. <laughs> this is a fantastic story. <laughs> I love well, it. I mean, even like you look at horror movies and stuff. If you want to no, consider oh, yeah. it a horror movie, Saw is one of my favorite movie franchises of all time, just because the amount of time that they take to like humanize and and put a story behind Jigsaw, their lead character. Um, you know, which is technically now shown in Activision in Call of Duty because you have the the, the yeah. saw stuff in there now. Oh, yeah. So any any like anything in the trailer, Missy, kind of gets you going, well, maybe I should rethink something or did I see what I just thought I saw? Could that be like anything we can take away from this from a lore hound perspective? I didn't see like there weren't they do I think they were a really, really good job yeah. of trying not to put like any you know, runaway threads out there. Like, like at least Final Fantasy gives me Final Fantasy gives me stuff I can speculate on. At least, yeah. like they don't they hide it, but I can speculate on this. I was just like, ah, I'm seeing all these cool people, but you're not showing yeah. me anything. <laughs> well, yeah. I know, like they do a really good job at hiding stuff. Like back when, like with the whole garage twist with Missa Pandaria, like me and Missy had sat down, had a huge discussion one time where we went over and then Missy went back and she was watching like layers of like all the build up to this and it's like the, going back and watching stuff that happened in Wrath of the Lich King and she's like it was there like hidden in plain yeah. sight yeah. all along but it was so subtle that you didn't notice it at the time so those threads receded early so it's stuff that we're going to find now in this trailer that we're going to be like wow this stuff was seeded here that we had no idea it just went right over our heads so uh... yeah I don't I think sorry, a lot Missy, of this, ahead. yeah, a lot of this, like what's leading up with Shadowlands, part of it leads back to when Sylvanas didn't get to defeat Arthas like she wanted to, mm -hmm. and then it goes into, um, it goes into like her like Legion when she finally is kind of control of the Horde, like yeah. that's where she finally gets to you know play her pieces the way that she wants. Anduin looking like a little sad bitch as usual, He's crying yeah, about I mean, what's something. What's changed there? 
Uh, he's crying about dead. He's crying about something. <laughs> Let me out of the mall. Uh, yeah. That's that's got to change. He's a boring character now. <laughs> he's, yeah. Now he's been a boring. When character when was for he ever not a boring character? Right, Jesus, give him a little bit of credit. Damn. I mean, he was okay, but at the same, like, giving him the death of his dad was at least some form of character growth, but he hasn't had time to really process it. Yeah, that, that hasn't been a thing. Like, when I read the book before um, Shadows Rising, like, I was hesitant to read that book because I'm like, oh my gosh, they're going to go through all of this grief point, and I've been there and I've done that, and I don't want to do this. And then Christy Golden's just like, yeah, you don't need to worry about that. That's not in there. And I was just like, oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, I want this, but I don't want this. Speaking yeah. of the golden one herself, we got a new little short story uh, on, on the website. Anybody have a chance to check it out? I did not have a chance to read it yet. I read it. What'd I unfortunately did not either. What did you think? I read it. Uh, this, again, has like little little teasing hints about, you know, the fact that the undead are becoming wild and not controllable because of what's happened up in Northrend. And Christy Golden does a better job of the possible relationship between um, uh, Flynn and Shaw than what I'm experiencing right now in Shadows Rising. Like, it's just that nice little hint towards the end that just made my heart just all warm and fuzzy so it sounds like a thumbs up recommend is yes. what i'm thinking all right i'll have to read it. i like christy golden's work so when I, when when is the audiobook for the short story coming out i mean she could read it she reads arthas it's really good <laughs> this is like i'm not reading but i'll listen to it i'll listen to it well i have i have a philosophy on my stream where i always say i came here to stream not to read so it's like I've been playing through the Resident Evil series lately. The entire story in that game is just based on all the little documents and the text things you find. I just open it and skim through, and I'm just like, I don't even skim it. I just see how many pages. Like, this thing's 20 pages long, no. and I just move on with the game. And then I'm like, by the end of it, I'm like, I didn't learn anything about this game. <laughs> how are you doing with that Elder, Elder Scrolls series then? <laughs> yeah. How are you doing with that not, one? Not well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in addition to the story trailer, over the last few days, we've been getting these like 30-second flybys of each zone, so I want to take mm -hmm. a moment to, to take a look at them. We'll start with Bastion, uh, very paladin-esque looking. Very. Uh, I can't stand the owls. You don't like it? I just don't like the way they run. Look like, I, I don't know. It's just, it's weird. Where's my flying ponies? It is, it is not my favorite. <laughs> I have a favorite uh, of all of these, and we'll we'll get everybody's favorite. But Bastion is not it for me. Very pretty. Uh, I, I they're all beautiful. Oh, they are all beautiful. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then absolutely fits. You know, its overall theming. I think I'm not disappointed in it in any way. It's just not my favorite, Miss. I I I have not spent any time on the beta with these zones and stuff because I don't like to burn myself out and like. I like to find it all when it's live, so I feel like it's all discovery and stuff like that. But I'm hoping, and I, somebody out there probably knows the answer to this already, I'm hoping that there is a subtle reference to Bastion from Overwatch somewhere in Bastion. I would assume there has to be. There has to, yeah, I'm hoping. There kind of was in the flyby. Just okay. I, I must have missed it, but... Yeah. Oh, look at Missy. Look at Missy. <laughs> like, actually, in this 28-second video, 
I found it's, some it's, shit. It's a little bit, but it's not. It's not to where you could actually notice it, unless they. I'd have to go see if they've got because if they have Gatamane in there, that would be smart. Yeah, that'd be even smarter. Yep. Or or put Pepe on top of it. Missy, is Maybe this one? Is this one your favorite Missy Pepe costume? It's not. Yes, Zister. I love Bastion. But Bastion's your favorite. But, I'm a paladin. Yeah. So I kind of like, figured. <laughs> but I also want my winged horses, and I did not see them. I think you'll be fine. But yeah. they're in the art book. Yeah. I Give me my flying I, pony. I think you'll be fine. <laughs> uh, we got Ardenweld next up. Very, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, druidish. I'm uh my druid is fifty now. By the way, my this is my second level. This is the, druid. the druid podcast, right? Yes, this is the druid podcast. Okay. <laughs> so I'm not even sure why. So now I have an alliance and a horde druid at max level. Uh, somebody was like, yeah. I, one of the, somebody was like, pinged me. I was like, oh my god, you're playing World of Warcraft again. I was like, I never really stopped. I just like keep taking chunks of time off and stuff. And they're like, oh, are you gonna get that first character max? I was like, this is like eleven. For me, it's like uh, I have a lot of level caps going on. It's like maybe not as much as many, but I have more than more than average. Uh, I'm doing fine here. So the Druid is 50. I got to polish off the war campaign now real quick just so I have that all done. And I got my max level flying and paid for all that shit. So we're good. We're in good shape to roll with the Alliance Druid as my main here. Uh, you yeah, would think that Arden... Pay for flying. <coughs> What's that? Now that juries have to pay for flying. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, you would have thought Ardenweld, that this, this like, Ardenweld would have been higher on my list with my love of druids. It's not. I think I like Bastion a little bit more than this. Only Zista because I think besides the character models and like monster models that you may see in here, I feel like mm -hmm. I've seen this environment like five times already in World well, of Warcraft. Ardenweld to me, like, yeah, I know like it's more druidish or whatever, but like to me it feels more night elf than anything. Um, it just seems like that's that's more what it's based on to me missy yeah. you're kind of it like kind of it, it kind of leans a little bit more into like the night elf realm of things but at the same time it's just like this just seems like another layer of the emerald dream and i'm just yeah. kind of mm -hmm. like like we've literally taken care of that so many times and even in other books that i'm just well, stop trying this, <laughs> this is the dead part of the emerald dream everything that's died Come yeah, over here. yeah. <laughs> this is all the Emerald Dreams Aether. It's just all. It's all. This is where dreams here. go to die. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So this might actually dark. be my new favorite zone. <laughs> all right, maybe I like it more than I thought. <laughs> uh, we've got Maldraxxus, uh, mm -hmm. very foreboding, very brown uh, <laughs> area. Canary. It's like this, super brown area. This bones surprisingly and sand and is everything. my favorite area. No surprise. This is your favorite? <laughs> yeah. It is I'm my favorite too. Yeah. Maldraxxus I, I started out as an undead and I love like the undead aesthetics, everything like that. A lot of it is very familiar, so that it's like some of it they didn't stray too far from. Naxxramas was always like my favorite. Vanilla Naxxramas, not you know, the new uh Wrath of the Lich King version, but vanilla Naxxramas was always my favorite raid. And you definitely see a lot of inspiration there. But at the same time, not too much has changed from that style either. And you would think I would hold that against it. But yeah, 
I was only just so much about you could to do say, with bones and stuff. I was know? just about to say Arden Weld Missy. I was like, yeah, I feel like I've seen this before. Maldraxxus. Oh, I've definitely seen this before. This one's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like the, I, at least I am fully aware of what I am saying makes no sense. <laughs> I like Omikins in chat. The slime creatures, whatever. Like they are just they they very enthralling. They've complete. I just, I love them. I love them, and I hope that they have a lot of pets and mounts. Omikins in chat. Know. It's so. Sepia. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I had to put the pause in there. It's just so sepia. Uh, and it is. It is. But Missy, I love it. And so here's the difference, though, Zista, for me. I think it's just because they put two X's in the name. Uh, yeah. I think that's the yeah. only reason. Like, I love Naxxramas, but I love Ice Crowd Naxxramas. Because that's when the first experience I really like. I went back and ran through yeah. old stuff, but I started in Burning Crusade. So Nax in in Wrath was my first Nax, and I love that raid. So I, Blizzard, I mean, if they just named it World of Warcraft XX, I'd be like, M my favorite MMORPG ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to stop playing it. Where's uh, the suggestion box? Right, right. I'm just, World of Warcraft I'm twenty. Yes, write that one down, Missy. You, you, you look um, less than impressed with this one. I mean, Wrath is one of my favorite expansions. I am a Wrath baby too, but mostly for story. But it's just like, again, it's like here is some free skins of the same models that we've used before because we're preparing to get this out as fast as possible. Don't care. It's my favorite. <laughs> it's my favorite. Oh, this one looks too druidish. I've seen this one before. Oh, X's. X's. <laughs> Reminds me of yes. my AOL days. <laughs> what's funny is Wait. I know what's coming, and I'm about to slam another one for looking familiar. <laughs> yes, what, what might that be? I'm looking through, and I'm like, oh, shit, I'm about to slam another one for looking familiar. <laughs> So let's go to the Maw first. Missy, we'll start with you and your take on the Maw. So again, I'm, I'm gonna call back to my anime of watching Bleach. The Maw makes me think of Fuego Mundo, which is where all the hollows come from. And they're like the monsters that aren't supposed, like that eat people, they eat souls and eat other people. And it's just like, so this is just like, somebody's been watching a lot of anime and I love it. <laughs> These definitely have to be some bosses we're looking at here, Zista, right? Yeah. I mean, they um, have, some if, of these have to be. If not bosses, then at, at least elites while questing, for yeah. sure. But Do you like yeah. this one? Uh, I do. I do. I definitely like it, but not not as much as I like... Uh, uh, Maldraxxus. I, Maldraxxus, yeah. I'm bad with names. I lost my show notes for a second there. there. Maldraxxus. But yeah... Um, but at the same time, like we're we're knocking all this stuff. We've seen it before. But this is literally all the stuff that's died that we're going to the realm. So we have to have seen the stuff before. Because if it was all brand new, you know, then it'd be like it doesn't make sense. Like how does all the stuff that we know die and their culture isn't represented at all? Like it's, in you know? It's so, so funny. Like when you think about it, that on a surface level. Like, you have to imagine being in that meeting, right? All right, guys, I got the perfect idea for the next expansion. We ain't going to have to create shit. 
But, <laughs> but it's a very challenge, you know, it's a huge challenge for the art team because yeah. they have to make it familiar enough that you recognize it immediately, but they also have to make it different enough that you're not sick of it, you know? So it, it's it's an interesting challenge. And I, everything that I've seen, I love so far. <laughs> XX Shadowlands XX. <laughs> I'm buying five copies. Um, <laughs> last one, uh, 30 seconds. I had to add this real quick because I, I, for some reason, skipped it. Uh, when I was, I don't think it was released with the others. I, it I says it one day ago on YouTube. I yeah. think that's bullshit, though, because I the maw was today. <laughs> yeah, and I still didn't see Revendreth was had been added. So let's take a little fly through on this one because I'm about to give it some shit. Uh, <laughs> for looking Next for no, it was merely a setback. This is to me this whole zone just like screams Ice Crown without the freezing. Like mm -hmm. there's there is just an awful lot of ice crown without the ice to me in in this entire zone. Uh, yeah. Again, I love it. I can't wait to get in. There isn't a zone here I don't like. By the way, yeah, they're and that all has, fantastic. That has not been true for like the last three expansions. I'm sure one or two of a them. A lot of will, that could do with the questing. Though, I was just so about to say, one that I'm sure hate. one or two of them will go down on the list when I actually start doing story and quest in them. But from like, even like from just Stormheim a, from Legion, for example. <laughs> or, yeah, or Draenor's Nagrand. Oh, what a disappointment. Mm. Um, but from these flyovers, there there isn't one that I'm like, yeah, I really don't care about this. I kind of like the look of all of these. Even if some of them, yeah. yeah, they do feel a little familiar, Missy. Yeah. This one definitely is very much Blood Queen, Lanithel, yeah. Ice Crown, Citadel, Wing, and all I'm seeing is vampires. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I'm a fan you, of. I'm a fan of. You you would think that me, of all people. Lots of Dracula you know. books back here on those shelves. Do, do they sparkle in the sunlight, too? No, I read, I read real <laughs> vampire books. Um, oh, by the way, speaking of stuff that's back here behind me. And Rice. What I got today? <laughs> got my PlayStation Five extra controller. Ooh, that came early. Yeah, it wasn't supposed to arrive till the thirteenth, the day after. Yeah, uh, if only like, the okay. PlayStation would have came with it. Walmart sent an email today, and they were like, "Hey, controllers here. You got to pick it up by November 6th I'm like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oops. So I got yeah, a no. PS5 I, I love the vampire aesthetic. I think it's cool. Uh, you would think it would have been my favorite zone, but I've always had soft spot for the undead. So, all right. So Maldraxis, Maldraxis, Bastion. We'll have to get Tat Cat's take uh, on next show there. Just a mm. quick throwback to see which one of hers her favorites. Speaking of why you might need more customer service on this one, pre-sales of Shadowlands are supposed to be right now recorded as the highest for any expansion at this stage ever. Ever. Now, keep in mind, pre-sales weren't always a thing, so, you know, you could pre-order and stuff like that. So this number could be a little misleading uh, as far as looking at time and comparison. But undoubtedly, it means huge numbers of people are getting this already paid for so that they can jump back in. Now, Classic had already basically did yeah. doubled the subscriber count. And then more people right now are playing ahead of Shadowlands than have played ahead of any expansion since Cataclysm, Missy. That's impressive. That's impressive. Wow. wow. <laughs> Sorry, but it's just impressive because it's like 
before Cataclysm launched, like we had, it was literally before the world actually started falling apart with Cataclysm. I remember going through and recording every single zone with screenshots mm-hmm. <laughs> to do a comparison of what was going to happen after Cataclysm. So the fact that people are just are coming back to play and be ready for Shadowlands, that's kind of exciting. Like, I'm actually a little bit hopeful with the player base kind of coming back and, and actually being able to to revive the game a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's not what it once was, Zista, but it's not in any danger of closing. You know, it's yeah. it's it's very, very healthy product. So seeing these types of numbers just makes you go, wow, these are yeah. these are big numbers we're dealing with if we're talking about, and they didn't give us the exact, you know, how many pre-purchases were done or what the subscriber count is right now. They stopped doing that quite some time ago. We have an idea here and there, but nothing official on quarterly reports or anything anymore. These well, I'm are sure a big lot of stats. That are still playing classic are like, oh, you know, I have friends that are still on live. I might as well buy the expansion to play with them. Like, if I'm already paying for the subscription, you know, why not? Yeah. You know, so that, that's how I look at it. So, you know, as much as I was kind of against the classic servers, and I still have not played on classic, um, I, I appreciate them. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not against them in a in a fact that they like in a case where they shouldn't exist, but I'm yeah, against I'm- them. I don't want to honestly say I didn't think classic would do as well at this point as I thought uh, it is actually doing. You know, I, yeah. I thought it would be pretty hype for a few months, mm-hmm. and then people would realize, yeah, that's probably more nostalgia than actually wanting to do that again. Uh, and then yeah. here we are, all this time later, and fuck it if I'm not wrong. You know? <laughs> well, it's funny. I have friends that you know play on on the classic servers still, and then I'll play with them on live, and they'll they'll I'll be like, "Can you share that quest?" And they'll be like, "Yeah." And I'm sitting there waiting, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and then they like they're running over to me, and then they're sharing the quest, yep. and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like I forgot, yep. I haven't been playing on classic at all. I forgot that you have to be like in proximity to share quests with people. So I'm like, "What are they doing?" Like just share me the quest. What is, you know, watching them fly halfway across the map to do it, and it's just like it's hysterical to me. Uh, speaking of classic, you do need to hurry up though. Your favorite raid is coming in December. It is. It is. So I, I'm actually really excited. This was the only part of classic that I was excited for, not for me to participate myself, but I want to see how quickly, uh, it's done because that was, I still in my heart of hearts believe it is the most challenging thing that has ever been put into world of Warcraft was the original Naxxramas. I don't. Even current content, anything, I don't feel like is ever as hard as it was back then. Because coordinating 40 people is way harder than coordinating 25 to 30 people now, you know? Fair enough. Do you play Classic, Bissy? You, you said you started in, in Wrath? Yeah, I started in Wrath. I okay. wanted to play Classic, but kind of eats whatever time I have left, and I'm like... Any free time goes to WoW. Yeah, and, WoW retail. And, and classic isn't nostalgia for you. Classic is like, no, oh my it, god, what the fuck were you people doing for four years? At the same time, it's like I want to play like Nax 
Classic Knacks is one of them that I wanted to try so much. But at the same time, I'm sitting here going, I'm never going to get to max level by December. Not going to happen. Uh, even if you're max level, you need to be raid geared. Yeah, so, raid like, you don't have all the PWO and AQ gear. So, if you don't have all that, so you can't even step in. You're not you got some anything. potions yeah. you need to farm up to right now. And yeah, yeah there's a lot going on. The worst of it was the shadow protection potions. Yep. Like, people are talking about the frost resist, how many of these are being crafted in anticipation. It's, you don't have to worry about those. It's the shadow shadow protection ones because i remember rolling alts and stuff to farm grave moss out of scarlet monastery and resetting that thing upon you know the hour instant lock and having to go in and do it like there's stuff that i don't even think people are, are anticipating because lotheb is still like one of the most challenging consumable encounters in the game and we had to get buffs for that back then like you had to get someone with the anixia head or the nefarian buff or a, and then the rend warhand buff and then the heart of hakar from zg you had to stack all those buffs and make it to the instance and if you're on a pvp server like making it there without anybody in your raid team dying so you have to go in a group it was the most coordinated ridiculous encounter that was ever put into the game and i'm very curious just to see how this race is going to go down uh do you guys have any opinion on how long it's going to take them to clear the whole thing how long did AQ take again for this last time? Oh, I don't remember. Um, it wasn't very long. No, no it wasn't. I but also remember when it was when AQ was first put into the game. That encounter was so bugged; tentacles were spawning within the walls, <laughs> and like you could not beat the encounter. It wasn't until they fixed the thing, like maybe a month or so after it was released, that it was beaten. And the patch that they fixed it, like it was beaten that day, like instantly. So. A lot of the original AQ's difficulty with Cthulhu ended up being just mechanics being broken. So I'll, I'll go three days. I'll go three, three days. Yeah, three days. Styx is saying AQ, by the way, Missy, was 14 hours, roughly. I'm going to be surprised if it's done in under a week. I'm going to be honest. Really? Yeah, I, I think I think one day is like a little ridiculous because we are. Yeah, it's a yeah. different experience. So I'm but I don't I think a week is far too long for people that predominantly well, the people that are doing this are. I, I could be I could be much having more experienced than when we were all or you guys were all doing it for the first time. I mean, I could have way. nostalgic fuzz, you know, uh, clouding my mind, but I almost remember it requiring eight tanks with I think it was like two or three pieces or four piece rather, two or four pieces set bonus for to increase the chance for taunt to not fail uh, for warriors in uh, in that instance. Because if you lost a taunt on the uh, four horsemen encounter, the encounter was over if one taunt missed. So that encounter, I think, is going to be the biggest holdup in the entire instance. Yeah. I'll, I'll um, go. I'll go. I'll go two to two to three days. Give me give me the forty eight to seventy two hour window. I'm going to say at least a week, but yeah. Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat as uh, Mike with at least 48 hours. Cause... I won't be surprised, so to you know, so to speak, but I'm anticipating at least one one reset. Uh, let's finish up the World of Warcraft stuff here. We, not, not a lot to actually like chat about here, but there are some things that some of the hosts would like to uh, point out, and some things that we think you should probably just know uh, with these date changes. So first off, the anniversary event. I'm sure many of you already know has started it was moved up because of the whole schedule change so now the anniversary event is running from november 1st through november 22nd instead of later this month the 16th through the 30th 
Uh, 16% experience and rep buff. Make sure you uh, use that. It's actually an item, you know, so make sure you do it uh, and, and okay. click it. Um, so great time to level alts. I used it to finish off 44 through 50 on the druid, and I'll use it on the mage real quick to, to grind to 50 real quick on there. Uh, and then the Caverns of Time event returns and Korak's Revenge. So if you're still farming mounts, Missy, you already got yours. So yay. Uh, I think can... I still have to do Korok's Revenge, but I'm not a PvP person, so it's not like the end of the world for me. Uh, so those are running. Great time to go ahead and get the, the alts yeah. leveled at the very least. They yeah. had to push it up, though, because having that box... Yeah, you can't have that running. Yeah. ...and broken. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be like, here's a new expansion and an experience buff by almost 20%. See, yeah. if they had delayed it to December 1st, We also had the fireside chat, a little fireside chat from J. Allen Brack. Um, not really a ton in it. It's like seven or eight minutes. Check it out. The big news kind of kind of big-ish, Missy, was BlizzCon, instead of just having the virtual ticket that you can buy, since obviously there is no live BlizzCon and it's BlizzCon line, moved to February. We talked about that previously. Uh, the important news there is that it's just going to be free to who anybody who wants to attend, and I think that's that's like 100% the right call. Yeah. But does that mean that they're going to have advertisements? <laughs> I'm sure they'll question. have sponsors. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Somebody's sitting there clicking the 60-second ad spin button on Twitch. <laughs> click, click. Uh, some of the th I pulled some stats from it that were just given out. Uh, I thought they were neat. If you guys want to chime in on any of them, let me know. 95% of the staff working from home. I don't think that's really mm -hmm. a surprise to any of us on the panel here. Yeah. Uh, 10 million barbershop visits in light of the character creation changes implemented with the pre-patch i am not included neither am i i'm not I'm either the, the I, I rolled character. two new characters a mage and a druid but i didn't i have not barber shopped it up yet yeah uh through the life of wow a hundred million characters created hundred million that includes my 40 yeah and i thought that was a big number and it is but I was like, wow, that's bigger than I thought it was. Holy shit, I have 35 characters. Yeah. <laughs> seems small when you think about it in yeah. that perspective. Yeah. Uh, 1.5 billion dinged levels. I got to love the old throwback to ding being used here uh, by Jay Allen in this chat. 1.5 billion dinged levels. Uh, Diablo 2 is still being worked on. Thank you. God for the or Diablo Immortal, sorry. Mm. Thank God they brought it's that up. Alive. We were really worried. I have my phone. That's uh it's still being worked on. Um they kind of buzzed over Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2. They really did. Like the really the only thing they touched on is that the machine learning to weed which, out toxicity seems to be doing its job much better. And that's a good thing because oh, I know absolutely. how hard it is to program, you know, a actually do its job without any bias. <laughs> and by the way, it's coming to WoW for public chats. It's already there uh, in some places, so being tested for that. Uh, so yeah, uh, what do you, what do you got here? Is this all? Is this that puts weird shit in my show notes sometimes? All this <laughs> note says is secret purple Murloc. Yeah, 
I mean, I'm excited because it's a pet, you know, like, but no, like what Blizzard has been doing recently is they, they hide things right into the game. The There's an entire Discord community that is called the Secret Finders Discord, where they scour for all these little seeds of things that aren't blatantly out there. Like this, this Murloc pet came in with the pre-patch stuff and it was only discovered now. Uh, I believe it was yesterday, if not the day before. I believe it was yesterday, though, where they found it. The The whole community was getting together. Um, and it's just kind of like it's a puzzle. Like, you figure out where it is, all the breadcrumbs, what you have to do. Um, I personally have not had the time to get it myself, but I've been following it since... Because I'm, I'm an avid follower of the Secret Finders Discord. Um, and uh, it's a Murloc. It's a pet. I have to have it. And it coincides with, I believe... Uh, a new Funko Pop for a purple Murloc that is coming out as well. So you'll be headed to Grizzly it. Hills then. Yep. Headed to them the Hills. <laughs> My God, I can't believe That's I I am. got that the in there. Actually, right behind yeah, me. Yeah, it's right the, behind uh, you. I, you yeah. just talk to the person is on the docks there. Yeah. Um, Matt Villers also promoted to lead encounter designer for World of Warcraft. We're going to talk about one other staffing change uh, in Blizzard's arena too. Uh, that kind of impacts World of Warcraft, but probably impacts another game a little bit more in just a second. Uh, I I am actually not all that familiar with Matt Villers, or either of you. Like I've talked to an awful lot of Blizzard people. This is not a name that I immediately recognized. It's because he was the lead hero designer for Heroes of the Storm, so that might be ah, why. All right. But um, I always like getting fresh eyes and stuff, and encounters are one of those things because you see some of the stuff that um, Final Fantasy does, and you know, if only we had a show here on Ready Check Radio that discussed Final Fantasy. Well, that's really interesting, Zista. We're going to take this moment to let you know about ReadyCheckRadio.com. Snowbound isn't the only show that we have running here. Uh, we've also got the Relic Grind. That's our Final Fantasy 14 Square Enix podcast. That is Thursdays at seven, and this Saturday at seven Eastern debuts Gaming Gumbo, our weekly gaming wrap-up show uh, with me and a couple of other hosts. That'll kick off and complete our trifecta of three launch shows here, getting Ready Check Radio off the ground. We could definitely use your support with some follows and some subscribes on YouTube and shares on Twitter and all of that stuff. So please, please, please come and check out the shows, visit the website, and share all the information. Before we part, some of the encounters that they do in games like Final Fantasy, like you could see, we need a little bit of fresh breath into some of the Warcraft encounters. Then you know, it's you know, funny. The same old timed rage mechanic at this and yeah. that, and it, it's all down to an add-on. That's you know, you follow to. We need some new life in there, so I'm hoping with a new uh, encounter designer that we get some of that. Yep, and uh, we're gonna talk Thursday about Yoshi P's thoughts on Blizzard in fact, so make sure you tune in. Um, finishing off here, the same day Shadowlands got a release date, Blizzard actually had its Q3 investor call. You guys ready for this? Wow. Yeah. yeah. The timing wasn't perfect on that. Yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. Job acquisition. Yeah. Missy, they made or 1.95 billion in revenue. That's up from 1.2 billion for the same quarter last year. And yet we still deal with what's going on in with closures. Yep. 
Because on the same call, Bobby Kotick decided to say that the company needs to hire 2,000 people to meet demands. And I just thought about, well, wait, I think you have about 240 in Versailles. You have about 800 that you laid off last February after you made record profits then, too. Now, I just think it's kind of weird. We're not talking about a company that, oh, shit, we're in a little bit of financial trouble. We have to contract a little bit. Okay, we're on the rebound. Now we need to rehire a little bit. We're talking about a company that was doing this, and then COVID happened, and they kind of did this. And now it's going back to this, but still just these contractions all over the board. Oh, and by the way, we need to hire 2,000 people. I, God, like, there's got to be somebody in PR at ActiveBliz <laughs> that is like, look, I, I know you guys are savage, money-hungry beasts at the high end of the table here, but you're really making my job really difficult to make you look good when you do shit like this missy just nodding what what do you got missy yeah. well i follow like a lot of the ones that got laid off the 800 ones that got laid off and they've been applying to those 2000 openings and no one contacts them back oh that's yeah 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 they have experience in this department that specifically needs them and this is the job opening and it's like but they're not getting the call back because, <laughs> like, you know. Zista, what is your experience? Um, I did the job that you're hiring me to do. Like, but we need exact... you to do it for less. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a mess. Uh, this it? obviously raises the yearly expectation for the company. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure two billion wasn't enough. Um, it's now going to be raised to seven point six seven billion the expectation for 2020 estimating the fourth quarter is expected to rake in 2 billion i wonder if something's being released in that fourth quarter hmm. right under the wire that hmm. might I, I can't think of anything we'll just have to wait and see it uh, must be all of that uh saw dlc in in <laughs> call of duty that's what it or, is you know the other two consoles <laughs> Uh, we've mentioned line changes. Dave, uh, Diablo 4 is losing David Kim, previously the lead systems designer, now on LinkedIn showing up as the principal game designer for World of Warcraft. So that's a pretty big change. Joe Piapiora uh, now shows as the lead systems designer on D4, previously a senior game designer on the same title. So a little bit of a promotion there, well, a big promotion there, actually, if, if the titles are the way they usually are in companies. Uh, and David Kim sliding over the entire game. I, I want to leave you with one thing. We'll hit Lorelai's and let Jason uh, get his stream going here. Uh, I just wanted to say that stats are very fun. So, Zista, a few, uh, last show or the show before, we talked about viewership for the yep. Overwatch League being uh, down quite across the board. Stumbled across an article uh, on Forbes that it, it, to be fair, the article came out prior to the data that we looked at for the show. So our, our data was the most recent. And if you look at what's going on in the data in this Forbes article, um, it's different data, but the headlines. Mm -hmm. you know, so the headline here is the Overwatch League grand final was the most watched Overwatch League match ever. Well, we had just mm -hmm. told you how viewership of that match was down 61% over the previous year. Uh, and that's true. 
and so is this. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought it'd be funny to bring it on the show. Just to, And I know Jason loves this type of stuff. Uh, the stats are totally different in the way they're compiled, uh, and they lead to different things. So what we were reporting on was the live viewership, just to be clear, mm -hmm. of right. the actual event the first time it aired. Um, and it's concurrent users and it's average use or average viewers throughout that broadcast. What this article, in case you had seen it, was showing, calling this the most watch event ever, this actually counts every single time it was recast, not by like me, but every time Blizzard put it up, the replays throughout the day after right. the initial airing. And so both headlines, absolutely true. <laughs> But viewership, a little bit down on the Overwatch side, and maybe something to, to be concerned about. But just it just depends on the param param parameters that you use for yeah. your statistics. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, there's, what is it? Lies, damn lies, and statistics. Uh, earning calls that we talked about also reported that Overwatch had 10 million monthly active users. I I just find that stunning. I, I, how is that number that high still? Not not saying that Overwatch is in any danger or anything like that, but geez, that is a that is a yeah. much higher number than I ever would have guessed. Well, they they still regularly do the events and stuff like the mm -hmm. Halloween event just ended, and you have people that log in and play a lot just during the event because they want their skins. Like I am currently, I have every skin that is in the game. So when a new holiday comes up, I make sure I log in and try to get all of those skins uh, and everything. You know, I'm basically just waiting for Overwatch 2 at this point. Um, but I, I still log in. I do my competitive placement matches, and I don't I don't play like to get my weekly boxes anymore. I only do that when the Halloween event is going on or any other you know event. So Missy, you um, you an Overwatch player? I used to be, but school. I was a mercenary mercy. So <laughs> Missy's just kind of like I used to do a lot of things. I used to do a lot of things, and then I had to do math. Just look at me! <laughs> look at me! I used to be fun. Damn it! Uh, calculator is dead. <laughs> All right, let's head over. Finish it up with everybody's favorite segment: lore or lies. This is the segment where normally I give you my mug right here and tell you to follow our resident lore keeper, Lil Missy, right there on Twitter at L-I-L-M-I-S-S-Y-4205. But now I can give you her mug with her Twitter underneath of it. Thank you so much for coming and doing this today, by the way. Uh, as we give you the answer to last week's lore or lies, and then we give you today's challenge. So remember, this is the segment where we're each going to tell you one thing. One of those three things is a lie. The other two of us will be telling the stone-cold truth. And the lie could be little, could be big, and the whole statement is false. It's up to you to find out which is which and put it in the comments below on YouTube or over on readycheckradio.com. I will tell you there were some commenters on YouTube. They did get this one right. They did get this one right. So last week, Kat told the biggest lie, as none of those people she named are members of the Horde Council. The actual faction leaders are part of the council, such as Talanji, Bane, Bloodhoof, Glaslow, or Gazlow, sorry, Rokan, Lillian Voss, and Kiro, just to name a few. So Kat rattled off an impressive list of names, all of them total bullshit. 
<laughs> real characters. Real characters. Or just not, not the correct spot. Who we, not who we said they were. Uh, so here's this week's. I'll start. We'll go to you, Zista. We'll finish off with you, Missy. All right. Here we go. One of these statements, false. While the Horde has elected to go from war chief to council, the Alliance is now showing signs of strengthening, especially after the burning of Teldrassil and Darnassus, home of the Night Elves. Thanks, Sylvanas. <laughs> uh, the burning of the World Tree was a strategic move on Sylvanas's part to remove one of the Alliance capitals from Kalimdor continent, ignoring the Draenei's temporary home on the Isle of Dread, since they have shattered the uh, since they have shattered the Argus now. The Alliance may be heading into the Shadowlands a little shorthanded, as the Night Elves try to reclaim Darkshore and Ashenvale from the Horde, and the Draenei are rediscovering Argus. Sylvanas has left a lot of destruction with her betrayal. One of those statements is not true. Oh, and by the way, I did have to let the people on YouTube know this when they commented. It's not enough to tell me that so and cat said the one that's false. You got to tell me why. We don't take, there's no half credit for lore or lies. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't and, work and that way. Mispronouncing a name is definitely not. Yeah, it's definitely the, the lie yeah, either. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. never going to be <laughs> never going to be in the in the play there. Uh all right, we've also but, got Go, go ahead, Zista. I was just going to say, I'm, I'm actually curious now because uh, uh, with Sylvanas' burning of the world tree, didn't she just strengthen the forces of the Shadowlands? Well, they inherit one new tree, I think. <laughs> well, I mean, all the all the night elves that died there. No, they just get the yeah, tree. No. They just get well, the tree. Well, they also get the people, too. Yeah, they yeah. all went to them all as well. No, just the tree. Yeah. Just the tree. Well, the tree is now an art. You see the jailer. What the fuck is a tree doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine just being like living there? This is your home, and then all of a sudden a tree just tree. sprouts up. This massive Son of tree. a bitch. What am I going to do with this? <laughs> it destroyed my home. That's where my home was. <laughs> Jason just standing by. How are you doing, sir? Just shaking his head at us. <laughs> Uh, you guys in your prison trees, I don't know. <laughs> Jason, one of the many streamers streaming here on uh, twitch.tv slash readycheckradio. He just ho so happens to go live right after Snowbound, so we always like to check in with you. Are you still streaming Crusader Kings 3 this week? Absolutely. going to continue my campaign from last week, which if you uh, didn't tune in, I changed religion twice, thanks to the viewers. Who yes, you did. Vote who vote on all my changes, so feel free to come in and make bad decisions for me once and again. I have been doing my absolute best to make this game <laughs> miserable trying. for you. <laughs> You've been trying. Heresy, yes, you're changing, yeah. you're changing, <laughs> you're changing. So come on over, twitch.tv uh, slash readycheckradio. You can join all of our streamers if you're here Tuesday to watch Snowbound. Jason Winter going live. Jason, have a great stream, my friend. Let us sign Thank off you. here, Good and we'll, we'll throw it over to you. Hey, thanks. All right, that brings us to a close here today. Missy, once again, thank you so much for sitting in for Cat. We'll have other hosts in and out as we go so that people can get days off uh, here and there. We're, uh, some of us are going to go watch America, the season finale here, see what happens uh, tonight. <laughs> just... You mean the burning of the world tree? <laughs> yeah. <this> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's in my pop-up book now. It's in pop-up book. Until next week, Missy, uh, where can everybody find you? I am at Little Missy 4205 pretty much everywhere. Zista. Um, 
You can find me down below at itzista, I-T-S-X-I-Z-T-A. And uh, you can find me on Twitch at just Zista, X-I-Z-T-A. Nice hat. I'm Mike Byrne. Sticks, thank you so much for putting the personal Twitters in there. Maybe I'll make a macro for that good idea. Follow me right there at MagicMan1, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio, and we'll see you next time on Snowbound the Blizzard Podcast. Stay safe, and hell, next week, we'll see you on the servers. Can't wait to see Byrne in a pink hat next week. Shut your mouth. Ha, ha, ha.